And thirdly, this one is going to sound very counterintuitive. This is something that someone who makes podcasts about improving yourself probably should never say, but I'm saying it because I do what I want. <laughs> Hello, gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Jessica Harlow podcast. In case you're new here, I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. I'm best known for being a content creator in the beauty and self-help space. My mission is to help you transform into the best version of yourself, whatever that means to you. So speaking of transforming into the best version of yourself and transformation, the number one thing that you need to transform and become the best version of yourself is confidence. It takes confidence to dare to even define and decide who you want to be. It takes confidence to give yourself the permission to become the best version of yourself, to make that decision and to actually take action and go for it. All of those things are essential when it comes to transformation and all of those things require a level of confidence. So confidence is something that I think whether or not you think it's easy to develop or whether it's difficult, either way, I think that can hold you back because let's say if you think it's easy, you end up stumbling and thinking, wow, this isn't so easy. Maybe you might even come up with it's impossible or you might just give up. Or if you think that it's difficult, you may try it, find out that it is like you get the confirmation that, wow, it is pretty difficult, give up or just not try at all. And obviously not trying at all is the absolute worst, but it doesn't really end there because Confidence is not something that you just snap your fingers and just have confidence forever. It's something that you work at. It's a marathon. It's really, truly a marathon. It's not a race. You're going to stumble. There are going to be curveballs. There will be things that will happen in life that will shake you up. It's pretty much inevitable. I know for myself that I've had that happen so many times over my life in little and big ways or like an accumulation of little things, which can feel really big. And it's a really big reason for why I create the content that I do. I really do this stuff because I want to help you learn from my mistakes. So I really know what it's like to feel like you're doing great. And then all of a sudden, oop, your self-esteem can take a sudden dive or a dip. And this is, for the most part, pretty normal. I don't think anyone feels 100% confident all the time, every single moment of every single day, no matter what it is that they're doing, unless they're like a complete psychopath and completely delusional. But regardless of whether it's normal or not to feel 100% all of the time, no one should feel like their self-worth is on a constant, never-ending roller coaster or that every day is like the emotional equivalent of the Tower of Terror. That being said, let's get into three not very talked about ways to start shifting your perspective so that you can feel not only better and improve your self-esteem over time, but also, you know, keep it more stable and really build a healthy foundation of confidence. So the very first way to boost your confidence is to have goals, realistic goals from where you are right now. And I really hate the word realistic, but at first, and especially if you're someone who is finding that you are struggling with confidence a lot, a lot more than you feel like is normal, I think that at first your goals really need to feel more realistic for you for where you're at currently, especially when you're not feeling your best. So start with things that seem reachable and build your confidence slowly. It's it's a marathon. Have patience. Confident people have patience. They're not in a rush. They're not antsy. They're not anxious. You know, when you think of 
rushing, um, impatience, that's all really stemming from very desperate energy. And confident people have a calm about them. They have patience. They have trust, whether it's trust in themselves, trust in their process, trust in their abilities, their capabilities, trusting that they will figure things out eventually, trusting that they are learning and getting better and improving. And sometimes they even trust something that's bigger than themselves that they can't really quite explain. So if that resonates with you, go with that. But really remember the times in your life. I think everyone has had times in their life where they thought that they were helpless or hopeless or that they never get through something, never get past something. And then eventually time passes and you end up not as bad as you thought you'd be. Maybe you've learned something that helped you to grow and become better. And maybe even things turned out better than you had expected. Confidence is something that it's a slow build. And the number one thing that you can do when it comes to building confidence is proving things to yourself, proving to yourself that you can do things. So when you get even small accomplishments, they start to accumulate and that ends up helping you to remind yourself to have things to remind yourself of when you feel like, oh, what am I doing? Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not good enough. This, that or the other. You get to basically have a mental inventory of the things that you actually did accomplish that did work out and it helps to build your confidence when you know that, okay, I was able to handle these things. Now I can move on and go a little bit bigger, a little bit better. So first reach for what is realistic and then go for the big shit. And I always say go for realistic with just a little extra You know, a little extra stretch is always great because if you know what's realistic for you, know what your realistic goal is, and then like add a little something, it shows you that, you know, it's okay to just reach a little bit. Realistic and just a little extra and just a little extra and just a little extra. And eventually you'll be able to perceive what you formerly would have considered bigger stretches as more normal and possible and realistic for you. Um, For example, for me, my realistic goals may look very different from someone like Oprah's realistic goals, right? It's just about from where you are currently. You know, work with where you are currently and make the most of that. So the bigger stuff will become much more realistic over time because you've been building yourself up over time. Confidence compounds. Secondly, allow yourself to not be liked. This is one of the most self-loving things that you can do. You know, let other people not love you. Allow them to not love you. Allow them to not approve of you. I'm not saying that you should purposely go out of your way to piss people off. Sometimes I like to do that. It's fun. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, is that confident people don't care about being liked or not because they already like themselves and they allow that to be enough. They like themselves enough and allow that to be enough. Insecure people, insecure people, on the other hand, they tend to ask people to love them for them. It's like they're trying to delegate loving themselves. Obviously not verbally. I don't think that anyone really goes up to someone and is like, hey, do you mind like loving me for me? Because I just don't really feel like doing it myself. But if you actually think back to maybe some of your more insecure moments in life, you might have actually been communicating exactly that in nonverbal ways. And think about how attractive that is. Think about how inspiring that is for the other person. Probably not very much, right? Like imagine you have people and there may have been people in your own life who have come to you 
expecting you to love them for them. I think everyone's been kind of guilty of that at some point or another in their lives, some form of that. Pay attention to how you might have been communicating that in nonverbal ways, whether it be through desperation, validation seeking, approval seeking, attention seeking, um, trying to please people, trying to basically like shape shift into something for someone else to finally approve of you and love you, even though you're presenting them a version of yourself that you aren't really. Um, so once you know, I always say this, you know, it's, it's one thing to improve yourself, but never improve yourself to benefit someone else. Never improve yourself to get someone else to like you. Um, you should always, if you feel like you come into contact with people who inspire you to want to better yourself, you know, think about, would you be wanting to make these changes If this person that you were seeking validation from were to like fall off the face of the earth, you never see them again, they never even know you existed anymore, would you still be working on yourself in the same ways, on the same sort of things? If the answer is no, then don't do those things. If the answer is yes, then go right ahead. But you should never be, you know, it's different when you feel inspired to change and inspired to to improve by other people. And it's very different when you feel forced, obligated, or you feel pressured in, a, in some sort of way, whether it's them pressuring you or you telling yourself some story that you need to be this way in order for someone to approve of you. So pay attention to these things. Pay attention to your motives. There's a difference between, you know, everybody loves to be liked. Everybody loves validation. Everybody loves all of these things, but you don't want to become dependent on them. Okay. And thirdly, this one is going to sound very counterintuitive. This is something that someone who makes podcasts about improving yourself probably should never say so I should probably never be saying this but I'm saying it because I do what I want (laughs) but stop being obsessed with improving yourself I know that sounds crazy because I know that so many people who are listening to this podcast are listening because they want to improve themselves they want to improve their lives they want to you know change their perspective about things improve their perspective just you know everybody Everybody wants to improve, but stop telling yourself that there is something missing. It's human nature for us to always want to grow. I mean, that's what life is about. It's about growth. I mean, if you look at nature, things either grow or they die. When they're done growing, they probably die, right? Like that's pretty much how it is with nature and us humans are very much wired exactly the same. It's totally normal to want to improve and grow and expand. That's life. That's life energy. But stop telling yourself that there is something missing. Okay? Allow yourself to be enough as you are, even if it's just for now. Okay? And this goes back to patience. Who you are right now is what you're working with right now. Okay, there's not very much you can do with what you are right now in this moment. What you are right now is exactly what you're working with right now. And yes, you can always improve, but don't forget to be resourceful and make the most of what you do have. That's what self-improvement and leveling up is really all about. It's about playing up your strengths and not worrying too much about what you don't have. When you focus so much on what's missing, you neglect and even forget the gold that you actually have. Everyone has gifts. Everyone has talents. Everyone has exceptional qualities. Everyone is better than someone at something or has the potential to be better than most at something. 
That's what it's all about. Everyone has unique gifts, um, unique things about them that are maybe more impressive than, you know, what someone else can do in the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Everybody has their own gifts and it's really about doing the most with what you have and making the most of what you have rather than feeling like, oh, I need to add this. I need to add that. I need to add, 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 add. I mean, think about it. It's like, It's like going into a restaurant. This is a great analogy. Going into a restaurant, they literally have a menu that looks like a phone book. Now, is anything really particularly amazing that they have? Probably not. The quality is probably like, you know, decent across the board. But then you can go to a different restaurant and they really focus on, you know, a very particular, you know, style of cuisine. Maybe they focus on just a few dishes and they're really high quality, really amazing. That's kind of how it works. Um, it's really about quality, not quantity. You can go onto certain like clothing websites and it's literally like they're trying to appeal to absolutely everyone. They have like, especially with fast fashion, right? They have thousands and thousands of items, more new stuff coming in literally every single day. Um, It seems like everything is always on sale, probably because they're just selling way too much and are trying to appeal to way too many people. And, you know, for the most part, the quality, probably not the best, right? But if you go to, let's say, certain high-end designers, they're not making a ton of stuff. They're making few, and the quality does tend overall. I mean, there's some, some where it's like, this really isn't that special, but overall, Um, For the most part, the quality is really exceptional. And that's how it is with people too. Um, That's how it is with yourself, you know. Don't try to be someone who like has absolutely everything or focus so much on, you know, the fact that you don't have absolutely everything and instead focus on what your strengths actually are and really, you know, get smart about how you can use those things wisely, more wisely. Um, and really play up those strengths. That's what it's really all about. It's about playing up your strengths, okay? That's where confidence really comes from. It's about not focusing so much on what you don't have, what's missing, your weaknesses. If you stick to focusing on what you don't have, your weaknesses, what you're not so great at, you're probably not gonna feel so great about yourself and you're probably gonna feel very disheartened. Now, if you can use those things and kind of like, make them work for you and make them help motivate you, that's fantastic. But if you're finding that that's not working or it's not working in a particular situation for you, then drop it. If it's not working for you, drop it and focus on what is working for you and what you can make the most of and how you can make the most of whatever circumstance situation you are currently in and make the most of who you are from where you are right now to get to where you want to be. So that's all for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something valuable out of it. If you've been enjoying this podcast so far, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It only takes a second. I do like five stars, hint, hint. In the review, let me know which episode resonated with you most. So that way I know what to focus on because this podcast is for you. It's me serving you. I'm here to serve you. If you do leave a rating and a review or share this podcast in any way, shape or form, be sure to screenshot it and send an email to me at hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com. That's hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com. And in return, you will be getting a whole bunch of free content, free and exclusive content that isn't available anywhere else from my hair care tips and secrets to growing the longest and healthiest hair of your life 
four questions that'll change your life and so much more. I think there's even healthy snacks that I like. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode and supporting this podcast. And in the meantime, I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday.